I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Each week for the four weeks of Advent, I'm reading one or two texts from the Bible and then using a book by Rachel Mann, which is called A Star-Filled Grace, to introduce you to some of the voices of the people in the story. And at the end, I'll always leave you with a question to ponder on as you navigate this season of waiting and preparing. So here are our first two Bible readings, firstly from Luke chapter 1 and then from Matthew chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants for ever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And from Matthew's Gospel. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. 
but he could he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus so now let's listen to the people's voices first the angel she was so young too young but it's not my job to have opinions it's my job to deliver news I thought she would run when I walked into her home it would have been the reasonable thing to do I've got used to odd reactions in my presence but she was cool so composed that at first I thought she was stupid she looked at me without blinking but I saw it was her courage men four times her age rarely have her self-possession she was nobody's fool I also saw the knife the whole time she spoke to me in even carefully controlled tones she held a knife in her hand it was just a knife from her kitchen duties but it was capable of real damage she gripped it tight ready to strike I don't think she'd have hesitated to use it I asked her my question will you say yes told her she was chosen and blessed she didn't seem very impressed she kept me standing there as she sat down she laid the knife out on the table and studied it she sighed like a woman twice her age who already knew what it would cost something within me hoped she would say no I felt a tear fall down my cheek she looked at the knife for a long time then she said yes now let's listen to Mary no one ever listens to girls not in my world no one listens when we have something to say no one believes us when something amazing happens no one believes us when we get used and abused I was by the hearth when it happened I don't know where my mother and father were or my brothers I was by the hearth making bread little flatbreads dropped on a stone it was one of my tasks I heard a noise I thought it was the buzz of insects but it was feet on gravel I heard a voice an unfamiliar voice clear it could have been a man or a woman's one word hello and then a face poked in through the door when I think about it now I think it was a young face beardless but I can't be sure I thought oh you're beautiful I wasn't scared when he when she walked in I know I should have been after all the visitor was a stranger I should have run but I stood my ground and when she spoke the more I think about it the more I think she was a she she was kind Mary I've got something to ask she knew my name she might have got it from someone but somehow I knew she hadn't 
Who are you? I asked. You already know, she said. And I did. I knew she was God, or her messenger. I knew she was an angel. Will you say yes? The angel asked. There was fear in her voice, as if any answer might be the wrong one. I had felt womanhood stirring in me for months. My mother had told me what to expect. The itch in my chest, the stab in my belly, the blood that would come. I knew what was being asked. I said, why me? God shrugged. I had two questions. Will they hate me? Will they hate the child? God wept. I stared. Will you do it? she asked. I gave the answer I knew I'd regret. And finally, we hear from Joseph. Do I look like a fool? I might not be shiniest nail in the box, but that doesn't mean I deserve to be treated like a pillock. That's what I felt like she'd done, Mary, my intended. She'd told me she was pregnant. I laughed when she first said it. It would be typical of her jokes. But from the look on her face, fierce, determined, scared, I saw this was no joke. I stared at her and I couldn't speak. I saw that she thought I might hit her or spit on her. That's what made me angry, that she could think that of me. I wanted to get out. I wanted to shout. I kicked a chair across the room. Mary stood her ground. I felt ashamed to lose my temper like that. I breathed deep and said, Who's the father? God, she said, artlessly. I laughed again, a sneer really. I didn't deserve to be insulted. I walked towards the door. I'd drop her, release the obligation. It was more than she deserved. She deserved to be publicly shamed, stoned. Joseph, she said. Just one word, Joseph. It was the way she said it that mattered. It wasn't pleading. It wasn't full of tears. There was no fear. It was gentle. It had authority. It was her voice, but it was not her voice. It was a voice that knew me, that was more intimate than a whisper in my ear. It was a voice, impossible though it sounds, that knew my body better, better than I could. It was that voice that stopped me. It was that voice which told me I should try to trust her. It was that voice which helped me say yes to her and to God. As we travel through Advent, 
over these next four weeks, ponder this question. As Christmas approaches, what are you waiting for? That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.